Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Bongino Brief. I'm Dan Bongino. This is a really profound article I read this week, and I want to get right to it. It asks a pretty bold question. Are we already in a cold civil war with the left? And if we are, why, hasn't many, why haven't many on the right woken up to that fact? Now, I don't think that's many in my audience who've been woken up to this a long time ago, but there are many in the D.C. swamp who still believe that the left views us as just people with bad ideas. They don't. They don't. How many times do I have to say this? The left does not view us as people with bad ideas. They view us as bad people with ideas. There's a huge difference. Bad people with ideas. They don't care what your ideas are. They see you as bad people. That is important. You must understand the distinction. Here's the article by uh, Tom Thomas D. Kligenstein at American Greatness. It's called Winning the Cold Civil War. Goes through the steps. And step number one is cold civil war we're in. We have the American left and us. Folks, first the step is recognizing that we are in a cold civil war. It is zero sum. You have one side, us. That When I say zero sum, that means that whatever is right on one side has to be wrong on the other side. Whatever is taken here has to be given there. These, these things can't exist at the same time. Okay, there is no overlapping of the circles here. Does everybody understand that there is this is not the Democrat Party of the 50s where the overlapping circle between the right and the left was what? Well, we all love America. We all want to you know, we all want our kids to grow up in a prosperous country. That is not what's happening anymore. Maybe for some Democrats who are moderate, but the liberal left hates this country and wants to see it go away. Stat, they just do. You must accept that. It is critical you accept that because we believe in things like liberty, free and fair elections, judging people by their character, not their skin color, or their religion. The left does not believe that. Those two things cannot exist. Here, getting back to the piece from this American Greatness piece. He says winning this cold civil war requires two fundamental understandings. First, you must understand that you are, in fact, in a war. Wartime requires very different rhetoric, strategy, and people than peacetime. Trump is a wartime leader. Second, you must understand your enemy, what it wants, and how it goes about getting what it wants. What our enemy wants is the destruction of the American way of life. It goes about it by trying to force everyone to say America is systemically racist. If it can convince us of this falsehood, it will be well on its way to overturning the American way of life. Folks, we got to recognize we are in a cold civil war for liberty and freedom in the future of this country. There are people that want to take the liberty and freedom of others away. Everything from mandates to teaching our kids CRT, which is the taking away of their freedom because they're not free. They're supposed to be treated differently if they're white because they're oppressors. You treat an oppressor differently than they treat someone who's oppressed, whether they're oppressing or not. They want to take your liberty and freedom away. We have to recognize we are, in fact, in a war for the spirit of this country. We still have people up in Congress and the Senate, the Mitt Romney types, this uh, loser up in Illinois, Adam Kinzinger, a total zero, who just don't get it. They believe if they play tiddlywinks with the left and roast s'mores with them around a campfire and sing campfire songs, they believe the left will leave us alone. They really love America, too. They don't. A lot of moderate Democrats, yes, do, and just see the world a little differently. That is not the radical left. They hate you. 
They see you as bad people with ideas. There's a difference. That's why I'm constantly saying new rules, folks. The new rules are we win, you lose. You want to play by the old, rule, the old rules? Oh, let's sit around and, and, and discuss the debate, the value of liberty and freedom. They don't care. They don't care. We have to just vote these people out and get rid of them in the political ecosystem. They're killing and destroying this country. We got to recognize their motives too. Recognize it's a war and recognize their motives. Their motives on the left are totalitarian power. That is their motive. Stop pretending it's anything else. More in a minute, but first. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. I used to say on this show, you can go find it yourself. My episodes in my entire library are still there that I really believe the free market would find a solution to corporate censorship and elsewhere. And I used to use the line often, and I meant it. I used to say, I'm not willing to trade the power of corporations I can get away from for the power of a government I can't. This is a little deeper than I intended this section, but my logic there was I don't want the government to try to do anything to stop YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. That was my position. I'm not here to run away from it. I'm not here to pretend it didn't happen. But that was my position for a long time. I had a very libertarian leaning. The free market will figure it out eventually. You know, with discussions with people I've had, like Michael Knowles and others, and other you know thought leaders around the movement, ladies and gentlemen, I've changed my position significantly. Because the government now has taken a subordinate role. The government now avoids complications of violating the Bill of Rights, your right to assemble and your right to speak by deputizing private industry and letting them do it themselves. They wink and a nod to YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and they've ushered in a new era of censorship addressed in this piece. And that must be stopped. And if that's with government power, then we have to do it. And I'm sorry to my, you know, many of my friends who think that you know liberty is in letting the free market try to solve a, 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 an existential human rights problem, it's not. It isn't anymore. Here, from the piece. This addresses this from the American Greatness piece. In a traditional totalitarian regime, the government uses arbitrary violence to control every aspect of public and private life, all the way down to Little League. 
in America, the government does not control everything. Pay attention here. It's important. But today, through the power of the purse and the courts, the government influences a lot. And where the government leaves off, the cultural business complex takes over. Yes, yes. Here's how the left is doing it now and why traditional, you know, straight, you know, air quotes, liberty, because it was not liberty. I was wrong. Where the traditional, oh, leave the government out of it, the free market will figure out, has totally failed us. The government has figured out they can practice a new form of socialism. They don't need violence. They don't need to steal your business straight out the government like they would in the Soviet Union, right? The government's figured out if they regulate your business to death and they tax it to death, they own it already. It's what Kevin Williamson in his book, uh, what is it, The Idiot's Guide to Socialism or the, whatever it was. I forget, but it's a good book. It's not a huge fan of mine, but I don't care. Good ideas are good ideas. He says, we don't need to practice old style socialism in the United States. Where we, the government just takes your business and controls the means of production. If it imposes a bunch of rules that make no sense and then taxes all of your income, it owns it anyway. And then when you start a business that they don't like, what do they do? They just use the private sector to take you down. That doesn't happen, Dan, does it? I used to be involved with Parler a long time ago. It's funny. I remember the government didn't come in like communists and get rid of Parler. They just used the private industry to do the dirty work for them. Remember AOC and Ro Khanna tweeting out, hey, AWS, Google, Apple, be a real shame if you got rid of Parler, we get a nod. And they did. You think the free market's going to solve that? The free market in this case was not free, and the free market were accomplices to the crime. Here's the third part of this piece. It's fantastic. Again, covers the new rules, I've said. The new rules are we win, you lose. Put aside your old, oh, we can't use government to fight back. Government's an inherently bad thing. It usually is. But what else you want to use? The free market that's that's allied against you? Do rights matter or not? The piece says, how should Republicans respond? What should we do about all this? The essential thing, as I've tried to stress, is for Republicans to understand that we're in a war. And act accordingly. War is not a time for too much civility, compromise, or for for imputing good motives to the enemy, like Adam Kinzinger and Mittens Romney do. I threw that in there. Our generals must fight as if the choice were between liberty and death. This is no time for uh, sunshine patriots. Amen, Brother Thomas. You either understand that this fight is critical and existential, or you don't. You want to sit down and, you know, write white papers all day? You go right ahead. We're going to go out and win elections and take our government back. The Dan Bongino Show. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to The Dan Bongino Show, wherever you get your podcasts.